Hi folks and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. A little bit of housekeeping. I need you to click the link at the top of this that says patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack and throw us the price of a fancy cup of coffee and a scone once a month to keep the mics on and the conversation like the one you're about to listen to keep happening. We've no ads, we've no sponsors. We rely entirely on you to pay it forward and keep it free for everyone. But you do get a lot of sweeteners with it, including quite a few patron exclusives that we say things that we can't quite put out beyond the paywall, given, yeah, you know, Ireland's, uh, I won't say defamation laws, because we don't defame anyone. We don't say anything that's untrue. We simply don't want to invite any more legal letters. We get enough as it is already. On top of that, you get all of our podcasts as quickly as I can turn them around in one consolidated podcast feed, entirely plea-free. So you don't even have to listen to me beg. But beg, unfortunately, I must. So all I'm asking you to do is click the link at the top of this podcast and join us. It's the easiest bit of activism you can do, and you'll be helping to support independent media that wants to punch up and never wants to punch down. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, folks, and welcome back to the second part of our live show from Thursday the 20th of July in the Sugar Club. This is the part of the conversation where myself and Martin took to the stage to be joined by the two troublemakers from the Ditch website, Owen McNeil and Roman Shorthall. Uh, we had a great conversation about the strengths and weaknesses of independent media, the work that the guys have done, the wins they've had, and how they've been treated in the last little while by people in the highest offices of the land, from the tarnished to attacking them on the floor of the doll to RTE questioning their, their journalistic integrity. All of that is discussed and gone into in great detail, as well as their relationship with uh, Mr. Web Summon himself, Paddy Cosgrave. Uh, it was a great conversation, and it did continue on into a third part where we were joined by the Department of Health whistleblower Shane Core, and you will hear that in the next couple of days as well. You just need to put some final touches to the audio on that. Um, thanks to everybody who came along. Thanks again to the Sugar Club for hosting us in what was a wonderful evening. And we do hope to do it all again very, very soon. That's enough for me for now. Enjoy the show. Listen, folks, thanks for coming back. Thanks for thanks to Sam and Emma again. It was a fantastic conversation. I know there's people here who are um, who've already been talking to me about uh, wanting to talk to both of them at some stage. So so please leave them alone for the rest of the evening and let them enjoy their, their night. <laughs> um, I'm only kidding. Um, we are going to delve into independent media for a change. Um, and, you know, obviously it's really topical at the moment what's been happening in terms of RTE. Uh, we've stated over and over again that we believe there is a need for a public service broadcaster. We've also said there's a need to separate the commercial interests from the private interests and the, and the, and the public good. And, and I think that goes without saying. Some of the stuff, I mean, um, that, that we've seen over the last few weeks, it all recall, it all brings you back very, very, very quickly to what happened to the two lads in the last little while as they were just doing work to expose soft corruption, the corrosive power of soft corruption and uh, and how they've been treated. Uh, so we are going to be joined by the two lads now. But before we do, I'm going to be I'm going to call him up because he has done fuck all so far this evening. And he's standing out there now having a cigarette. Martin, get your arse in here. Say hello, you prick. Testing. Te- ah, hi. hi. 
Thanks for coming along. Thanks for everybody for coming along. And I'm looking forward to having this conversation with the guys. They're doing great work, really. I mean, if you think of what they've done over the last 12 months, they have exposed more dirt among the, the, the political parties. But, you know, it's kind of a on mainstream, who cares? Nobody seems to care. I think everybody in this room cares. I think everybody in this room cares. We see it as a problem. I'll go back to you, Tony. No, I just want to say just um, on, on that. Can we all agree? Can I have a show of hands? Who says he should stop tweeting at 3 a.m. about bogus self-employment? Can we get a show of hands? Come on. Yeah. There we go. I am so... like Martin, you see, overwhelmingly, you need to stop tweeting at 3 o'clock in the morning about bogus self-employment. This is, this is really true. I, my day doesn't really start till about noon. Um, he wakes I, up. Do you know what wakes him up? Joe Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just never it's never ending and the worst part of it is is knowing that I go it's that build up it's knowing okay I'll send the first text at half nine <laughs> it's like a soft wake it's like you know the, the first alarm that hits news that's the first start and then it's and then it's a DM because he checks his DMs more than he does his texts <laughs> that's that a, I'm like when it, 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 Martin, Martin knows this. His other, his, his his girlfriend refers to me as his pod husband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. It's kind of that relationship. Uh, oh. we, we do. Kinda, <laughs> Jesus, I want a divorce. Did, like, and in the mornings, I have to be woken softly. You know, it's a cup of coffee. It's oh. the sun is up. You know. When we went up to Derry for the fiftieth anniversary of Bloody Sunday, he says he goes, he goes, hang on. I'm not wearing good until I have a bit of coffee and a bit of this and a bit of, you know, one of them. I was like, what the f Oh yeah. Coffee, cigarettes, half hour of headroom. And two slices of pizza from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, enough of picking on him. Uh, he, he like he is in bits. Look at the man. Right? There's very little left of him. So we only have him for a little while longer. Um, we are delighted to be joined on stage by two troublemakers, Roman, Roman Shortle and Noel McNeil from the Ditch. Come on out, lads, give them a round of applause. Trouble Inc. Lads, I think you probably have four of the most dangerous people in the country on the stage. Three of them. And I see another one sitting here in the another two sitting in the audience. I'm not with them. Lads, before we start, can I just can I ask you straight off the bat, right? Um, yeah, so of the million quid you get from Paddy Cosgrave, how much can I have? <laughs> how much do you want? Like? Uh, listen, as much as I can get, because we're making <laughs> we're making a fucking loss here tonight. <laughs> we can maybe stretch to a few pounds anyway. Like. <laughs> yeah, no. No, um, can I can I Put that straight back to you, Roman. A few weeks ago, you guys were the subject of who pays for you? Where's the money come from? Where's the money come from? And now we find out there's a black fund funding people going to World Cups and Gart. Now, was it 16,000 in Gart Brooks tickets? So they only went for one night. So they only went to Gart Brooks for one night. And we see all of that sort of stuff. How did you feel on a personal level as someone who was... Oh, by the way... I, an award-winning journalist now, Roman. I, I saw you won the uh, legal uh, 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 best newcomer award recently. Yeah. 
Um, I think the, just on the RTE stuff, um, I suppose like it, we, we thought like it was kind of... Uh, my coming no, okay, um, yeah, we. I suppose like it, it kind of came at a funny time because um, you know it's only a couple of weeks ago, as you said, that Owen was interrogated on RTE, and um, uh, you know, just weeks later, then you have RTE having to answer questions about their own finances. You know, um, so I suppose yeah. I mean, I think it's. Uh, I suppose I, I would say, like, I think that we've probably been uh, more open than RTE have about our finances. No, but that's actually a really good point because, um, Owen, you made that point, on. He said, when you said people said you were a political movement and you're, you know your views are expressed, and you said, I think you all are, we're just not honest about it. So let's tell the truth. When we started the Tortoise Shack, we said, no, unapologetically of the left, we were going to lean into these certain sets of values. We've had falling there with people. We've lost people along the way, mostly over these sort of things. You know, people who we, we maybe started stuff with. So you just said, no, this is what we're doing. And it was put back to you as if to say, no, 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 that's not the case when it came to, um, I'm going to say, mainstream ink for, for this evening. Yeah, I mean, like there was a certain element of absurdity to it, even the way that it was put to me where Justin Murphy said... Um, you want to influence politics. And I was kind of like, I was sat there in RD and I was kind of going like, uh, do you not want to influence politics? <laughs> like, you know, um, and it was, yeah, and it was put to me, yeah, like, um, it was almost like he thought it was this kind of big, like, gotcha moment where he was, he asked me, would you like to see a change of government? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and like, and yeah, and as I said to him at the time, I said, like, there are lots of other mainstream journalists who would like a change in government. They just don't say it. And then equally, I mean, like... I don't know if, if lots means, is the right expression, but there's, there's several. <laughs> yeah. But then even then, like, you know, if it, if it was implicit in his question that because I want a change of government, I'm in some way biased or it influences what I publish, well, then surely the mirror of that is true as well, that journalists who don't want a change in government, well, then surely they're equally as biased and as impartial as I am. But we don't talk about those guys. Like, that's just, that's just kind of normal, like, and we're supposed to accept that. If I may on that, and we've seen this now that, you know, if you're going to be on Brendan O'Connor or whatever on a Saturday morning, you have to be with a particular agency. You have to have a particular type of agency. None of these people come on at you know, 10, 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning because they want to. They, they have messages they want to get across. They have points they want to make. That's political. All of it's political. Every single piece of it is political. Does I that mean, not feel like you guys are getting picked on when nobody else is? Yeah. I mean, like, have you seen his most recent um, addition to his cast, actually? No, no. go, spill. David W. Higgins. Oh, and, no. And the oh, W God. is very important. It's David W. Higgins. Oh, God. And, like, it is that thing of... Hang on, I want to be very clear on this. So David W. Higgins... David W. Higgins. From, w. from member of Fine Gael, who we have... Seen things like wanting a Sinn Féin councillor burned out of his home. Yeah, yeah, 
we have he's, he's, he put this on his blog folks so I'm not so so I'm no fear of being done for defamation here he accused someone else of making up a, a rape claim um, he's done insane stuff he's very good with tennis balls though oh, yes <laughs> I like it when he has the balls and he goes staggering. I have a tennis ball like, I, I, I got a, one thing on the NK management thing Martin sorry and it is it's Noel Kelly management um, when I had my 45 seconds of fame on RTE, I did get a text message from an RTE producer telling me, you should sign with NK Management, Tony. And I went, what? What? That went. I listened to, you know, the hours and hours of committee meetings, and I have to say there was six hours in one day, and there was only about 15 minutes of it that was actually worth anything. Um, I thought very poor performance by our politicians, really poor. Um, I also thought that the grilling that Ryan Tuberty got was a lot less than the grilling you guys got. Uh, and that's a committee. And I thought the grilling was a lot less. And the idea of asking you about your funding so that your funding has some influence on what you do. Hang on, hang on. Funding does have some influence because you've admitted this that the funding wouldn't happen if you didn't have shared views. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I think that it's a tough one, right, where, I mean, myself and Paddy would have similar views about the state, about how power operates, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and I'm not going to speak for him, obviously, but I think that, like, the fact that myself and Roman produce the kind of thing that Paddy likes seeing, like, that's, you know part of why he wants to support us like but that happens across yeah every media organization you know and um and as paddy has said himself you know he he had offered to support uh you know like tom Lyons and ian Kyo with the currency which you know ter- you know like certainly that didn't match uh, look, the, let's, 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 let's we need to move beyond the money let's talk about the work okay yeah and I'd like to talk, how many times are you going to hit Neil Collins and he's going to stand back up again? It's unreal. It's unreal. I, like, I think even in the UK, which we all see as a pretty gross... Sorry, excuse me. Excuse me. Politically, you know, it's grotty. But at least somebody pays a price at some stage. Here, the last person I remember voluntarily standing up in the dial and said, I did wrong, I resign, was Trevor Sargent. That's the last person. I haven't seen anybody do it since, not one. And for somebody like that to be cut so many times, do you not find this utterly frustrating? Utterly frustrating. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, someone like Niall Collins, I guess, is going to be Niall Collins. You're like, that's what, that's what he is. It's possibly why he's got to where he is, you know, a certain level of success, you know, a junior ministerial position within Feet of Fall, you know. Um, and yeah, certainly, however you want to put it, like, I mean, like, it is a, an impressive level of brazenness, I would say. R- Roman, you, you're clearly the brains of the operation. Um, so, <laughs> when, when you're doing all the digging, and you're doing all the work, and, it's, and, then, and then you're seeing it, do you think to yourself, and I mean this genuinely when you it's like this fellow when he sends a tweet at 4am and he says I got him right do you think I'm after exposing something and this is the next you know this uh, this is something now does you know do you think the repercussions in three weeks are going to be X Y or Z 
I think um, at, at the start, I would have been probably a bit naive and thought, yeah, like that if, you know, you had something like that, that there would be repercussions. But like you've seen how many stories that we've run um, about Niall Collins. Um, some 17, them, yeah. yeah. Some of them, uh, some of them worse than, uh, than others, but there doesn't seem to be any repercussions. Um, I mean, at the very least, I think with the latest stories that we've run that he should have to at least answer questions to his colleagues or to you know to the doll about uh his mileage expenses if not to uh you know the media either ourselves or or, or other alternative media or mainstream but, media. but has anyone even asked the question because I, i'm conscious catherine martin repaid the money that she you know um claimed erroneously or whatever's the word we're going to, we're going to put towards it. Um, she repaid the money and yet we've seen in other jurisdictions when you do that, it's like, um, you know, you, you can't hold high office now. You know, you got to, at the very least you go onto the subs bench for six months and then you come back, you know, a la Golfgate and we've seen it with the situation at Golfgate where ministers checked out for a few months and then came back. Has anybody else outside of you two asked the question? About the, about the about the expenses no. uh, on mileage. No, and I think even looking at the the Catherine Martin story objectively, like she's paid the money back. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that she did any wrong. It could genuinely have been, uh, you know, as the department said, a mistake with you know how they processed it. But she did have to repay the money. Um, but I haven't seen that reported. I haven't seen anyone ask her how did that happen. So, Owen, it's easier to ignore you than it is Gav Riley from, from Virgin Media. So why um, do you think that, that it's okay just to continue just to blank you guys? Um, because we're funded by Russia. <laughs> <laughs> He's not joking. Beer is cheaper in rubles. But that, I mean, you, you, you've literally, I know it's funny, but you've, you've nailed it. And that really is it. You have nailed what the problem is. And that is the problem. They're not going to treat you as serious. If you had funding from somewhere else, like Tony and I have the patron model, God, then we? you're still not serious. But if you're paid from Bauer Media or you're paid from RTE, suddenly there is a seriousness attached to you. The stories you guys are breaking, great. And we see, I mean, you guys have dealt with SIPO, I've dealt with SIPO. We know there's no accountability in this country, zero. There is simply no route to get accountability in this country. And the bar is on the floor. I don't think it's ever been as low as it is now. It's absolutely on the floor. Do you see a way through? Do you see a way to hold anybody in this country accountable? I mean, you write again and again and again, and yet nobody is held accountable. Do you see any way through that? Yeah, I mean, like, look, sometimes it can feel like it can feel like trying to break through a mountain by singing at it, you know, but I guess you have to keep on singing. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, and, you know, you take your wins where you can and you just keep on doing what you're doing. I mean, like me and Roman we keep kind of talking about just like trusting the process, <laughs> like, you know, and doing, you know, taking care of the things that we can control. The Sixers and then, never won a thing. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Joel Embiid. Two, two, two NBA nerds here. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. But even just, yeah, I mean, on the, 
you know, the kind of mainstream pickup end of things. I mean, like there are there are reasons good and bad, I suppose, for why some of the mainstream don't pick up some stories and do with others. But I mean, myself and Roman were chatting the last day there um, about, um, and not to tell tales out of school, but like Roman had sent on a screenshot of, it was an Irish independence story. And as Roman said to me, like, and like it was on the website, had this, you know, big in capital red letters, you know, like breaking. It, this was a big splash for them, like, you know. And there were six journalists, right? In the, in the byline. byline. Six journalists byline. Now, like, and as I said to Roman at the time, like, you know, if you have six journalists like that bylined, I'm like, fuck, like, these guys are bringing down the fucking New World Order here. <laughs> like, you know, this is going to be big <laughs> shit, like, you know. But, like, There's four members of the WES <laughs> in there, right? <laughs> yeah, but, like, when you read the story, it was... It was leaks about what's going to be in the next budget, you know? And, you know, look... So six people were on the same WhatsApp group. Yeah, but that that's they get what the it stuff is. From Finifall, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I, I would speculate or <laughs> like that, like, of those six byline journalists, they were each contributing a WhatsApp text from the government minister yeah. with whom they are most friendly. And... You start asking them awkward questions, maybe those WhatsApps stop coming, and you don't get that big scoop on the independent. Like, you know, so, so access to power is dependent on your ability to place yourself closer to it and not. It goes back to the, the saying that um, uh, Rita Fagan said all the time too many political sp- correspondents spend too much time in Leinster House and not enough time in Dolphin House. They need to go out into the communities that they're supposed to represent before they go in and, and, and question power. But what you guys are, I suppose what I'm trying to say is in terms of what you guys are doing and, and, and Roman, I put it to you that you're going through stuff that already exists. It's like, it's, I hate to break it to you, pal. You're not Sherlock Holmes. You're, um, you're just going through stuff that is in the public realm. It's, it's accessible. People can get to it. You might even be checking court records, dates, you know, and all that, all these things that, that do it. And then when you do it, it's, it's, the revelation is that we should have known about it before it even started, really. Yeah, and I think the the strangest thing is that, um, you know, when you do uh, expose some of these things, like I've seen people uh, claiming that uh, that we must be getting information, like from Mossad or... You know, <laughs> wild stuff like that. I've got like some the, information from Mossad, <laughs> not a lot, like... Um, that you know that the, the 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 Russian embassy is helping us to find this stuff, like, and I mean it's literally stuff like you know if you go to eplanning.ie forward slash like Limerick County Council or whatever, like that's all it is. Lobbying.ie with and enter the name and off you go. Yeah, yeah, And like even on that though as well, like where like all of these docs are in the public realm, and yeah, like people talk a lot of shit saying like, oh yeah, like you know. I know it's just Twitter-like, but I've seen people quite seriously and without irony speculate as to whether or not Russian hackers are helping us get this. And it speaks to, with quite a... <laughs> and maybe they are, who knows? <laughs> but like, they but, probably saw a picture of you, so there's no way he's doing that work. Yeah, but like, with some of our bigger stories, like, I mean, there have been people, say like with Niall Collins, that was kicked off by... Um, that was kicked off by an 
anonymous tip from a woman in in Limerick um, who was too petrified to even tell me her name, actually, you know. Um, There were others where um, a relatively senior civil servant tipped Roman off about one of our bigger stories as well. The people who kind of say this stuff about us don't really seem to understand that, like, you know, aside from a very small sliver of whatever you want to call it, like the Irish elite or the Irish middle class who will say this kind of stuff about us, the vast majority of people are kind of sickened and disgusted, appalled, angered by all of this stuff, you know, but people, they can't really grapple with that, so they come up with these fantasies, you know. Can, can I ask, you've said it now, people have said things about you that simply aren't true. We think a lot about defamation, libel, things like that. Are they a factor for you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, but the, the thing is, like, a, a lot of um, people, uh, journalists in the mainstream media, um, you know, particularly when we did some of the Niall Collins stuff, were saying that, you know, we couldn't cover it because we were afraid of, of defamation and stuff like that. We've, I think we, we're operating now like for over two two and a half years we've never been sued once just, on, on the Niall Collins one on that particular story if you recall you broke the story I think it was 18 hours later we the pod out where we we sat down the, the four of us we, we did a podcast and we were hearing the same thing the same you know oh no we're, we're not we're not going to put it out just yet we need to see what's happening now I've received letters I get them you know I know and for the most part it's just Billy Big Balls wanting to tell you to, to take it down, even though he has no grounds for it. So when you get those letters, um, and I'm sure you have, what's the reaction, Roman? But sure, we've published loads of the letters that we've gotten. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <like> spoil it. <laughs> like, and we're, it, it's not like that we're just, you know, two head... Well, we are two headbangers, but we're, it's not like that we're two headbangers that just say, yeah, fuck it, let's just, you know, let's publish every legal letter that comes in. Let's yeah, like say anything keep... about anyone, you know, even if it's <laughs> <you> fake. <listening. laughs> but, you know, like bo- both myself and Owen um, studied law, um, you know, so we're not, it's not as if like we're just being completely reckless, but I think the proof is in the fact that we haven't been sued. We People have threatened to sue us. Um, you know, even uh, Limerick uh, City Council yeah, sent us a legal one. letter. And I, I, I sent them back a very long uh, response um, setting out the legislation and everything. They never they never got back to us. That was the end of it. So, like, you know, maybe some of these bigger organisations need to grow a pair. Do you know what I mean? Like, they have, well, you know... I, in, I can say this, in fair, and it's, it, I hate doing this, I hate defending the other side, but... There are a lot of journalists out there who have litigation going on against them, or at least have letters. I, I, I can't think of one that doesn't, Tommy. Uh, and, and usually editors losing their shit. That's right. They, it's the editors lose their shit. It's the editors are chicken out. I mean, you'll print the letter. I'd print the letter. No problem. You're going to try and sue me, right? You're going to do it in public. <laughs> he says that because my name's on top of the fucking thing. It's choice. He doesn't get like, the letters. It's... it's, it's if you think of, we'll say for the last, for the last two years, I've been saying shit about RT and shit about bogus self-employment, that anybody on the other end of it would sue the arse off me. But they can't. And it's that simple. Yeah. You can't sue me. 
It's the truth. They can't sue you. So I have no fear of doing it when it's but, the truth. Uh, uh, what I'd say, Martin, is that I, I think we're in a worse position in terms of defamation threats and stuff like that than mainstream journalists because yeah. we don't have the, the the backing of, you know, a big media organization. Um, you know, like I have a friendly solicitor and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's the truth. Um, like we, we don't have that. We don't, um, uh, we, we, we don't, you know, our organization doesn't take in tens of millions a year in advertising revenue and all those journalists, um, uh, as far as I know, when they are sued in their own name, along with the publication have insurance, mm-hmm. th- they're insured by the publication. So, I mean, we're all in the same boat. So I, I just think sometimes like it doesn't, it just doesn't wash, you know? Yeah. But, but when you're still, so let's get to the actual story. So you said, Martin, no one cares. You've taken, what is it, two junior ministers have had yeah. to, so, so no, that's not true. People did care. They, there was some repercussions. There was accountability. And then at some stage in the last few months, they said, we're not giving these fuckers anything anymore. Yeah, it feels about right. I mean, like... Um, you could literally have a picture of Niall Collins driving top-down, bottle of Jack Daniels in his hand, and... Uh, no punch, tax insurance. Yeah, no tax insurance. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. after after lamping some granny out of it, and they'd say, never mind the ditch. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I don't like to... I mean, like, most palcores to me are just gossip columnists, and I don't like to engage in this kind of, like, speculation and stuff but I would say that like say if you're Michal Martin and you're the leader of Fianna Fáil and it's like you can't protect your guys like you know it's gonna be here comes number two so like he just decided that all right fuck it this guy has to stay do you think it went that high oh yeah what do you think oh yeah I think I mean like if you're supposedly the leader of Fianna Fáil supposedly yeah (laughs) and you've got like I don't know it's a party who's like you know their support base and their TDs, all the rest. If they see their leader is gonna, is just gonna like fuck. Here's another minister who's gone now because of two guys here. So it's like so. Michael Martin decides that he was going to go into the doll and like, you know, like it's it's kind of like in hindsight where it was all quite funny at the time and stuff. But like, you know, he went into the doll. It worked. Yeah, and like, but like so, so say, does does everybody recall what the what the Tarnishta said? <laughs> so what, he stood in the, he stood in the doll and he basically accused you guys of being a, a yeah, Russian funded political organization um you know not a real media source uh disinformation and and some of the stuff they said is not just not factual and I recall I think me and you were talking on a like on a Sunday after it and he said and you said I oh, just fine say it outside the door and, and don't abuse the privilege. I wish he would, like, you know. Well, but, I he mean, couldn't. Like, yeah, but see, like, he went into the door. Like, I have to say, I think that he debased himself in the door. It was this hysterical attack, which I presume was written by Paul Clarkson, who is yeah. formerly managing editor of The Sun. Like, you know, this and is that's where how he's getting read. his attack That's certainly how it from, sounded. Like, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you the, know... It, the Sun, of course, being a respectable media organization. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see, like, you know... And uh, and then, yeah, like, he kind of does this thing of, like, I wish he just would come out and say it, because I actually, like, personally, it's just as a matter of principle, um, 
it, you'd have to say something really, really, really bad about me before I would actually sue you. Like, I'm just kind of like, nah, fuck it. Like, you know, just say what you're going to say. I hope so. Somebody mixes you up. Who wants to say something really bad about me? Mixes you up with Tony or some shit, you know? But like, it's just that bullshit. I just find it so embarrassing of like, Michael Martin thinking that he was going to be very cute about it and say it under doll privilege, where I'm just like, man, just say it. Like, say what you're going to say. Like, you know? But like, and yeah, like it was, you know, it was partly funny at the time, but like, you know, you see kind of what he's enabled and emboldened, like, you know, some of the people, yeah, who are like, you know, like some of these guys, like NAFO guys, have you come across these guys? What? NAFO, as in like, it's like NATO with an F and they say that it stands for fellas. I say that it stands for frigids because they're all oh, huge, huge, huge frigids. <laughs> like, some of these guys, like, I've kind of like, taken up this attack line of Michal Martin, like, without kind of realizing, yeah, it was just a grubby little intra-party thing that he did to save his guy, like, you know, but people have been like, oh, fuck, maybe there's something in that. Yeah, but like, did it put a chilling effect on other journalists? Yeah, 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 for sure. And, yeah. And, and, and then here's the other big question then. So you, you can't go, you go to these journalists and you're not you're not getting how to put a collegiality right there's no the, it's not a great sense of collegiality there which maybe there was at the outset and it's crazy to think that there's not because the work you've done has stood up the other but when you go to the press offices and i can tell you folks when you go to the press offices in, in political parties it can't be sometimes it's grand other times it's not a picnic but when you go now, so do you start off, um, are you now at the stage where they just ignore you? Or are you at the stage where you get the, the brush off? Like with certain parties, they just ignore me now. And other ones, they, you know, they play me along. And, and No, well, I mean, to be fair, like a little bit of a mixed bag. Look, I would say for the two and a bit years that we've been going, generally speaking, Fina Gale engage with us and... They still so you're one nil up on me, go. <laughs> um, and they will, like, if we put questions to them. And look, I mean, like, myself and Roman talk about it, like, we're, we're actually pretty reasonable guys. Like, where we have asked questions sometimes and we've gotten responses and then we've gone, actually, this is kind of, that's all right. Like, this actually isn't a story. Like, and that has happened with Fine Gael politicians and continues to happen, like, until, like, even about a month or so ago was the last one. Fianna Fáil, I mean, like, to go back to the Robert Troy uh, affair, I mean, that was a gas one where we had, what, like, six, seven stories about Troy, and he would blank us each step of the way and then give his statement to whichever mainstream journalist asked him. Similarly, Niall Collins, I called him, actually, for the first one. <laughs> he wasn't having... That's the only time he's actually engaged with us, like... Because he didn't anything. know the number. Yeah. I mean, Sean Fleming, who we did one of the expenses stories on this week, he did engage with Roman. Um, and Catherine Martin engaged with us on that expenses one. Broadly speaking, though, yeah, Fianna Fáil don't like engaging with us. I, as far as I know, it could be wrong, but I don't think the Fianna Fáil press offices have ever answered a single email to us. Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. The, I mean, the one that bothers me most, and it, I, like I saw you hitting Niall Khan, I see it slapping a few bit, and it was Damien English. It just so grates on me that he was able to just up, walk, answer no questions. I mean, that guy drove me insane, insane. And I thought, how utterly 
cowardly, how utterly craven of him to do this, and how craven of Fine Gael to allow him to do it. I mean, he's an asshole. And they let him away with it. Where are you going to get the money for that? <laughs> but he is. I mean, he's genuinely an asshole. He's ge- anybody who meets him comes away because that's an asshole. But he, he's probably kicking himself looking at Nile Collins. He is kicking himself looking. And that is the big thing. He looks at Nile Collins and feels hard done by. Nile Collins is some guy where, like, you, the whole country's talking about him going, oh, he's a crook, he's a crook, he's a crook. And his thing is, he'll come on Twitter and go, it was great to see the Limerick Hurling team today. And like a picture of him, like, and it's like, fair play, like, you know, on one level. But, but listen, there's, there's, there's people here tonight who don't know it, but they're going home to a Robert Troy house. Do you know what I mean? Like, so jokes on all of you. Like, I have only one more question before we change it up a little bit, uh, and it's really to Roman. What motivates you to do it? No, I, I I suppose like um, because I think like there's a gap on the market. Like I don't think that there's enough investigative journalism in Ireland, and I think the proof on that is that um, you know the, the deputy chairperson of Umbar Planola was recently sentenced to two months in prison because of but the work uh, you did, the work that we did. Um, the The, the, the last um, scalp that the mainstream media got, minister-wise, I think, was Golfgate, wasn't it? So that's what? That's like three years ago. We don't so like, since we then... Don't, we don't like saying scalp. They just have to take the repercussions of what they did. Well, that's what, that's what people call I it. I know, like but the they, heads they'll, on say the plate, they'll say it was a lynch hangings, mob. It was, yeah. a, it was a witch hunt. It was, and it's like, no, fuck around, find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is simply that. No, I mean, and they do use that language. A head on a plate, uh, you know, a witch hunt and all. Guys, you just asked be accountable for your actions. That's all. Yeah. Simply, that's all. Well, we're going to move things on now, and we have a really special guest coming to join us. But um, in in the spirit of that, I will ask everybody in the next little while to mute him because he's going to come off this now and have another fucking three hundred and forty five hundred tweet thread. But thanks so much, guys. I'll, I'll be back in two seconds because we're actually, you know what? I'll do it from the stage. I'm going to just, yeah, lads. Some people do work that. Um, makes ripples. Some people do work that everybody now sees a wave. Some people do a tsunami. And the rare person who did a tsunami is about to join us. Uh, Shane Corr, the, 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 the whistleblower who has exposed so much corruption. Please give him a, round, a warm round of applause. Shane, thank you. Thank you. And that's where we leave it for part two. Uh, I will have part three in your feeds very, very soon, particularly if you are a patron. And if you're not a patron, please join us on patreon.com forward slash tortoise It helps us have these conversations, put on these live shows. Literally could not be done without the support of our members. Thanks, everybody, again for coming along. And I hope you all got a good uh, insight into independent media, the struggles uh, we all face, and the reasons why it matters more now than ever. Uh, Talk to you all very, very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.